Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. I had to start it because these people want to hear our talking about aliens. They, they're interested. No, I'm not even interested, so. You're so full. You're not interested because you're unaware. You're uninformed. <laughs> unaware. <laughs> hey, even if there's like aliens walking around, I don't think I'd really care. I mean, so my thing with aliens is let's be realistic. What do we do to animals? We fucking put them in a zoo, right? We study yeah. them, we poke them, we prod them, we try to fucking make them pets or we eat them. Dude, if aliens came here and saw us on this planet, we would, they, it's not going to be a good thing. Oh, you think we'd be their pets? I don't know that we but would be their pets. But how do you know they'd be a I superior they, race? Maybe they're primitive. Because they got here. Yeah. So they're superior if they made it here. They have superior technology if they made it here. Maybe they live If on we it. found them somewhere else, yeah. then they would be primitive, possibly. But if they made it here, if you, if you look at the way that the cosmos are set up, that would mean that they would have some sort of a drive that is exponentially more impressive than anything we have ever created here 
because it would take you, you know, a hundred thousand years to get from one point, you know, from one solar system to another with the way that we can travel. So that means they have something that is millions of times faster or more efficient, or they travel through wormholes, which I don't know if you've ever researched like wormholes. It's really interesting. And we're talking like Stephen Hawking. So where this isn't like just, you know, crazy middle of the trailer park shit, but basically what, what the idea is I'm holding my hand up as a flat piece of paper. So if you had to go from my thumb to my pinky, you'd have to travel this far, right? Yeah. Well, their idea is that there's places in space where it's folded, where you could travel straight through to here instead of traveling all the way from here to here. Like my hand is yeah. closed. And so that's like so the they, idea. They found a wormhole yet? I, or they're able to make them or they're able to travel from one dimension to another dimension in space. I don't know. This is just well, this is a theory. Yeah. All very much all theories like. But theories that really intelligent people have, not just theories that fucking Billy Bob in the in the trailer. So Stephen house. Hawkins came up with a, a the theory of a wormhole. Stephen Hawking travel light years so that we yeah. could travel to Pluto. Yeah. In a day. Yeah. Okay. I don't know for sure if that was exactly how his theory. <laughs> I'm was. just uh, that's my theory. I mean, so how come I didn't get any notoriety like Hawkins did? Because you're not smart. You got to have, first you have to have, (laughs) first you have to have a basis to speak from. So people have to, people have to trust you on that topic, right? So like if you were, if you came and, you know, you're an operations guy. So if you came and you told us something amazing about operations, like we could get rid of all, you know, all, all shipping. If we just had 3D print spaces and you had this whole thing that you had worked out where it's all the different technology and all the different materials that you could basically, you know, print something for every single neighborhood whenever you order it. So you order it from Amazon or Martin's on, and then this print house in each neighborhood literally prints it out. And you can pick it up an hour later, whether it's shoes or food or whatever, because everything is made up of molecules, right? Like if, if, so if you had this idea, like, I mean, I guess that's more of a technology idea than an operations idea, yeah. but we would maybe trust you more on that than your idea. I'm Asian. Technology surrounds me. You are so full of shit. <laughs> you, you're not getting. Half I know, but my... I'd, I'd be an expert if I had this thing that looked like a hairless pug with a glowing finger that keeps telling me to phone home. I'd be an expert at you know extraterrestrial. Oh, was right? the kid? Was the kid on ET? Was he? A, was he a, an expert on extraterrestrials? I don't know. I don't they were, think they so. were trying to like they were chasing him down the whole movie, weren't they? See, this is this is so. What... This was an advanced person that got in from space, but had to ride around on a kid's uh, basket on his bicycle. You're, so you're taking you're taking fiction, and you're trying to compare it to reality, and that doesn't work. That's like me saying, "But on Game of Thrones, if you stab the dragon, <laughs> that, that, that's that's why." <laughs> when you tell me there's a wormhole, that's why I ask, "Okay, where do they get it from?" Well, I could be sitting there thinking about, well, yeah, if there's a you know a wormhole somewhere in the middle of nowhere, I could travel to. But Pluto. do you understand why gravity? How gravity works? Yeah. How? If uh, an apple falls from the sky. It... No, no, no. Like, how does gravity actually work? What is? Yeah. The, where does the force come from? The earth spinning. No. Centrifugal force. No. That's not how gravity works, because if the earth wasn't spinning, it still has gravity. Really? Yes. It comes from the mass sitting on the nature of element. 
and it's almost like if you were to push down in the middle of a mattress and everything mm-hmm. would roll down into it, that's the force of gravity. That's the best way to explain it. I've tried to watch a million videos to understand it. It still doesn't make perfect sense. But it has nothing to do with the spinning. It has to do with the mass. The, the bigger the mass, the more gravity it creates. It has nothing to do with the, with the spin. Because if you were spinning, it would go out, right? Oh, Centrifugal force. Yeah. So just because you don't understand how gravity works doesn't mean if I don't drop something on your fucking head, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, that's true. Right? So there's but, a lot of things we don't understand. But I figure I haven't in the years that I've been on this planet. I have not seen any kind of alien, relatable, flying saucer that's not an Air Force stuff. At this point, I'm just like, ah, I just can't waste my time with it. Oh, that's fine. You don't have to waste your time with it, but you still don't need to poo-poo it and compare it to E.T. I don't know, but I've seen E.T. Oh, so I've that... seen Independence Day, too, so I figure somewhere in the middle of those two extremes, there's got to be some kind of truth. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't think at all. I think it's, it, just, I think it's, it's probably, funny to make fun of it. If, it is funny to make fun of it. I think that it's realistically, like movies, dude. if there is any sort of extraterrestrial UFO, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it would probably be like, can you imagine, can you imagine thinking of the internet before we ever had the internet? Yeah. You know, nobody saw that coming. Everybody saw flying cars. They saw all this shit, yeah. right? When they, when they picture, when you saw a movie in the seventies about the future, it didn't have anything that had to do with the internet. The internet right. was this, this magic force that was designed and then all of a sudden changed the entire world. Yeah. That's what it would be like if there was another uh, being or another, or another um, a UFO came or there was some sort of something out there. That's what, it would be something that we, we can't even like sit here and think about what it would be like because it would be completely different. Well, I I would hope that they're you know friendlies and uh, not make us little pets and do little tests and I mean, broken prods. My thought is like if they're that advanced, then they're probably past. So there there is actually there's a there's a lot of very intelligent people that think through this stuff, and there's levels of civilizations, and we're we're at like a level like a level one B or something, which. <clears throat> From I don't remember exactly how this was, but when it goes from one B to two A is when you go you're you're past war. You're past warring amongst tribes, you're past warring amongst groups of people. Yeah. And you are the intelligence and technology is to the point where you are all advancing the race towards improvement. Um I think it was something like you would have to be at a four or five before you can achieve interstellar travel. So they would be way past like coming here to just blow us up. The only thing is, do they see us where we're at now and see, oh, they're, you know, they're a hundred thousand years or, or a million years off where we are. Or do they look at us and look at like how we look at an anthill and we're just like, right? Like I don't walk around an anthill. Do you walk around an anthill? No, no. If I step on it, I step on it. But if I if I don't, I don't. But I don't think like, oh, there's an anthill. I'm going to step over this anthill. Usually I just try to kill it if it's on my property. See? I don't know. We'll see. I guess I got to, you know, watch a few more uh, science fiction movies. So how about your Chinese uh, delivery balloon? Yeah, it's the uh, new DoorDash. Didn't you know that? International food delivery. 
International food <laughs> delivery. Did, why didn't they? Why didn't they drop any any of that good Chinese food off here? I don't know. They probably saw um, too many white people here. So so apparently there was another one that crashed uh, a few oh, months crashed? ago. There was oh. a few that crashed a few months ago. That I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I just see pulled up right here. Senior official admits a Chinese spy balloon flew over U.S. several times. Military experts gave frank assessments if U.S. were to confront China after shooting down spy balloon. Uh, they're probably just trying to get coordinates of all our uh, strategic areas, but hey, nonetheless, we shot it down after it collected all the data. <laughs> and, and, and transferred it all. Like It's not like it was just sitting in a hard drive waiting to go back. Like It got all of its info. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, I don't. I don't necessarily understand exactly how this thing works. I'm sure it has some sort of a, um, it has to have some sort of way to raise and lower itself, right? It's not just sting, but like. That's yeah, controlled satellite. Couldn't so. we just add weight to it to get it to come down? Could, yeah. Right? Like safely bring it down to a, to a level where we can then <laughs> yeah. direct it. Doesn't that seem like the easiest way to just like, oh. Yeah, but it was over Montana. There's a lot of open spaces. In well, there Montana. is, but there you don't know where that's going to land from what the te- what the speeds are, what the wind speeds are. It's, it's a, a seven mile blast dude. radius. Yeah, it was a seven mile debris radius. That's fucking big. <laughs> Man, why don't you take that's a, like the size of our town. Take a chopper, take a bunch of choppers, and then just uh, you know, commandeer that. So thing. that was my thought, but is it too high? It too high? How yeah, high was it? I don't know. That was my thought. That's my question. I don't know if it might be too high to get choppers up there. Yeah, I don't know. At the, at this point, I was just like, I have to feel like there's people that are smarter aeronautically than we are, and went through yeah. all of these possibilities, mm-hmm. right? Don't you think? But you still could have, you could have like disrupted the thing so that it couldn't send any more info. You think? I don't know, man. It's China Joe. You gotta talk to him. Well, and so that's another thing is, is how much, right? Because we were talking, it was like, Joe said he wanted to shoot it down, but the, you know, Secretary of Defense said that was a bad idea. How realistic is that? <laughs> no. You know? Joe's eating his Fruit Loops in the morning. He's like, ah, just shoot it down. Yeah. Because he's senile, man. My thought is, is he probably was like, I don't know, just ask Hunter. And Hunter's like, no, Z says we can't shoot it down. And he's like, well, I'm going to, it's like, it's like when you're, you, you remember the movies? Where you looked at your friend, you're like, hold me back. Like, I'm going to pretend like I want to fight. Hold me back. I mean, you know, you've seen that in the yeah. movies and they grab him and like, come and get you, right? That yeah. was like, Joe, like, tell me we can't. And I'm going to say, let's shoot it down because I'm American. Yeah. Right? That's how I picture him. That's how I see it. Yeah, he's, he's the pseudo tough guy. But, I mean, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing anything else to, to slow down the amount of farmland um, China's oh, buying. By China, yeah. To, I know I told you yesterday well, at least about the gates are stopping, right? What? At least the gates stopped buying property. I mean, no, he just got approved to buy another two thousand acres in Nebraska. Gates did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's the largest Dang. landowner, largest private landowner in the United States. Probably got all that money because uh did you hear he shed all of his uh biotech uh investments. Pharma? Stock, did he? And then he started like walking back, uh started saying, Well, yeah, I'm not sure about the real effectiveness of the uh the Moderna vaccines. Are you sure? I did not see any of this. I, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, so my worry is. But he made his money. And, and Bill Gates is extremely intelligent, right? Yeah. And he understands that um, necessity is the mother of invention. 
And so is he buying up this much farmland to reduce our food sources so that we have to advance how we're creating food so that we have to eventually take up, you know, um, lab created meat as a, as a, as an alternative. Is he like, is he thinking about how do I push the American people to change how they consume? Well, if I just make it so they have less to consume, then they have to change how they eat. Yeah. They have to change what they eat. I see it more as a control issue. I agree. I think that I don't, I don't think you control any, the food source, you control the people, right? It, it's, it's possible, but that's kind of what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. control the people. It's just, it's just what kind of control is he trying to enact? Oh, I thought you were trying to make it sound like he was, uh, Trying to do the good for the people. In order no, not at all. Do good I mean, he people. thinks he, so here's the weird thing, right? Tell me he thinks he's doing. Here's the weird thing is, is it is, is it good for the people if it elongates the amount of time or the health of the planet? But if it hurts us as people, is it care. good for the people? Yeah, he's always talked about depopulation. Remember? I know. But Why? Why, why does he worry about depopulation? Why does he worry about mm-hmm. depopulation? So that there's enough uh, supply for him and, the, uh, and his cronies. I don't think it has to do necessarily with him and his cronies. I think it has to do with the amount of supply for all of the people on the planet. If you have 6 billion people living on the planet, it's sustainable yeah. as far as models go, whereas 10, mil- 10 billion people on the planet is not sustainable as far as models go. Right. But ultimately, he's all just concerned about self-preservation and self-wealth. Selfish. I don't think he is. I think you don't that think he, he's selfish. No, I think that he thinks he's doing good, but I think that he's mistaken. Mistaken. No. I think that he thinks that he's helping the human race because he's probably a little bit on the Asperger's spectrum, and he's able to detach himself from the individual people that he's harming by doing these things, by convincing himself that it's good for the, for the population as a whole, the population of the world, right? Because if yeah. you make over $36,000, you're in the top 1% of the world. Do you know that? Yeah. So if you're only looking at the United States as your group of people that you're, that you're worry about, then that's a totally different case where if you look at the entire world as your group of people that you worry about, you look and go, oh, there's people that literally mine lithium with their babies on their back for $6 a day or a dollar a day. Whereas you have these fat fucking Americans that eat $22 in fast food a day. How do we get that $22 of fast food a day that they're eating into these families that can't sustainably support themselves without basically killing themselves in mines? Right. Right. So it's a very, it's, it's very different whether you're, you're your people, right? My people, whether my people are the pe- just the people in the United States or my people are the people of the world. And I think that he has convinced himself that he is, you know, he is the type of person that needs to take care of everyone in the whole world because he has the amount of resources that he could do that. But I think that he's detached himself from the damage that he's doing to the people that make yeah. the kind of money, right? Because it's really scary to think that if you make over $36,000, you're in the top 1%. Well, but, yeah, I mean, if you've been to these other countries, yeah, then you'll see Exactly. That. But I don't think that his moral compass is really guiding him. I think he's flawed because of where he was and where he is now. 
I think that that idea that you have right now is the damaging idea that the people on the right of the aisle and the people on the left of the aisle have. I think that they both look at each other thinking that they are, they're demonized the thoughts that the other people have. Whereas the people on the right think that they're doing what's right. And the people on the left think they're doing what's right. What's also right. They just don't agree on what's right or don't agree on how to achieve what's right. And I think that if we could get past the idea of that person is the devil, that person is a demon, that person is, is, is hurting people on purpose. If we could get past that idea and see that, you and me may not agree on how to get there, but we both think that we're helping people. I think it would be a lot easier to kind of come to middle ground and actually start moving in a, in a positive direction. But I don't think, I don't, I don't know that that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that I'm on that spectrum there. I'm more thinking that, look, here's a guy that if he really, really, really cared, then he would, have some type of accountability for himself, right? And then get people together to figure out what the solution is, not dictatorially come in and say, well, I'm just going to assume this farmland and I'm just going to make things happen. You don't think that he's got hundreds of people under him that work on all these initiatives? He's not doing all this himself. He's not going writing. He's not going and writing fucking offers on these, on this farmland. Yeah, but he's directing these people too. But he's a C, he's, you know, been a CEO of a company for God knows how many years before he moved on to this. I mean, that's how he, that's how he gets yeah. things done. Well, what's a good CEO do? Good CEO walks out on the floor and looks at what's going on with the people that are actually doing the, the work, you know, sitting on the assembly lines, you know, walking that floor. He's not doing that. He's just saying. But we don't know what his goals are. No, we don't know what his goals are. But obviously, we they're could not, be, they're he not could going be on the, in the right direction. He could be on the. He could be moving in the right direction as far as he's concerned. Yeah, as far as he's concerned, without taking any input from the people that he's going to be affecting. Why would you buy up that much farmland? I mean, there's a lot of collateral damage along the way, and the collateral damage is to the everyday people, the farmers. Right. I mean, hopefully, he's not like attached to these. You know, chicken farms are getting burned down. I hope that's not all tied together. But ultimately, when you're asking me about, you know, if I'm swayed because I just think he's an evil dude, well, obviously I I tie him with the whole Epstein Island. Where, okay, this is telling me the guy has, like, no moral compass. He's willing to self-pleasure himself with, you know, not worrying about that there's kids involved, right? That's one portion of it. Um, and then some people will tell me, well, but he's probably the single most biggest donor to charities on the planet, right? But it's easy to do that when you have enough. It's easy to give out of convenience. It's not easy to give when it's inconvenient, right? That's even biblical. But for a guy like him to just say, well, okay, I'm just going to buy all this farmland and I'm going to steer us in this direction. Who elected him? Nobody elected him to do that. So if it was him, maybe he should start his, you know, Gates Foundation again and then have people involved and start, you know, polling people. Maybe get out on social media and say, okay, what do you guys think about this as far as a new food source? Hey, why don't we trial this meat thing? But you know the American people, right? Unfortunately. Like you and I could, you and I could take this town, right? And if we were, if we were dictatorial going to make this town healthier, it would be simple. Would it? Yeah. You'd have get to, rid of all the sources. But you'd have to can't the best way to do it is you have to campaign. You gotta convince people 
So if you want people to follow you, you have to, as a leader. I don't need people, I don't need people to follow me. If I, if, if I buy this town, I can get rid of all of the sources of shit food and I can put up a bunch of different sources of healthy food and I can make it so that you get credits towards your power bill. If you go to the gym and I can make this town healthier in a fucking year, but everybody's going to hate me for it. But is it bad? Did I help them? Yeah, I helped them. But I helped them without their will, without them wanting to be helped. Without their, yeah, without their input. Without but their I still made will. them healthier. Did you? Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. But what if, you know, they don't take the incentives? What are they going to eat? Yeah. You they're going to eat. They're going to eat the healthy food if that's all there is there. That's, and, it, and, and the thing is. But is you're that, doing it with healthy food. He's not doing it. With, we don't know. We don't know because he hasn't actually done any action yet. Well, uh, kind of look at his history. It's like he's not kind of the guy that I'm going to take as I'm going to take advice from for health. Okay, so I'm not going to think that he's going to make this synthetic burger. Because has anything synthetic been better for us than the real thing? No, I agree 100. percent I'm not even I'm not even trying to say that I think that what he is trying to do is actually going to be positive for the human race. I am simply arguing that he thinks it is. So, okay, so you're saying, let's go back to where so he's got all these people, you know, under him. Wouldn't he have people advising him? Or, okay, if it was me in Bill Gates' shoes, I'd be like, okay, I have the resources to, to create the best product. So please, you know, scientists, tell me, is this product better than the real thing? And if they don't, then why don't we just stick to, you know, what's not broken? How do we make more sustainable, you know, farms? And, and that's where I think that he should be leaning. If, if you look at like little big farm, right? You ever watch little big farm? No, you should watch it. If anybody out there, if you want to Netflix thing or what? it's, it's not on Netflix. We had to actually pay for it, but now I think it's on Disney plus. I think it's been added to Disney plus, oh, yeah. but it is a, it, it's an amazing documentary. It, it is. I loved it. And my nine-year-old loved it. Like it's one of those that just goes across ages. It's a it's, it's a, a husband and wife. What? what? It's a cartoon or what? No, it's a documentary. Um, but it's a husband and wife that want to start a sustainable farm in California, and they purchase this. California. They purchase this this mangrove of maybe mangoes or peaches or something, yeah. and the the land is 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 arid. Basically, it's been over farmed for one crop for way too long, and it's just dead. And they, it, it follows them for years and years and years of building this farm back to be completely sustainable. And all the, and all the struggles that they have, they put in, uh, you know, peaches here and apples here and, and grass here and corn here and beans here. And they have yeah. all this different and, and all the different animals that go through all the different places. And they're, they're using the waste from the animals, making nutrients to add to the rich soil. And they they show them how they how they deal with all these these big issues that they overcome. Like they have these snails that are coming in and eating all their fruit trees, yeah. and they they have no idea how to deal with it because it's you know they're pulling snails for days at a time, and it's and it's hundreds of tons of snails, and and they ended up letting the ducks into the fruit trees, and the ducks eat the shit out of all these snails, and it's just all these little things that they learn about sustainable farming, and it and it follows through to one of the big fires out there. That completely, you know, almost went completely around their farm because everything was so healthy and the soil was so rich and the plants were so moist and they had this this completely biodiverse ecosystem that they had built from scratch 
to basically to, to, to mock what mother nature would have built herself. And it saves it from all of these natural disasters because it's working properly. Yeah. They're not, you know, single crop farming the shit out of this land and then slowly putting just enough nutrients back in to get your corn to grow back out of it, you know? And they're, they've, they're rotating the animals through the different pastures. And it's, just, it's an awesome documentary. It is. It's yeah. really good. But that's the type of thing. But that's, I, I don't know if that's scalable. I don't know. But if you take a guy like Bill Gates and says, hey, you know what? I want to partner with the farmers to help. You know what? I'm going to help go through your farms and basically help you straighten it out and help you create sustainable farming. If he did that, partner up with the people. What are you saving farms, right? Creating, you know, jobs for people and you're helping creating a better future versus what is he doing? Just buying up a bunch of farmland so you can control what you're going to grow on there. And you're going to synthetically, you know, make some, the impossible burger for people or what? Yeah. And if he thinks, if he thinks, you so know, that he can be a hero. Is it a hero complex? A little bit, I think. So same as, same as Trump's hero complex. Yeah. You know, I think that has a little bit to do ego, with it. I yeah. think that I think the ego tells him that he's the one that needs to fix this problem versus, you know, giving people the resources to fix their own problems. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I had another thought while other I was in the fact shower. that he's probably needs to go to jail for, you know, boofing kids, but I don't see I haven't I haven't <laughs> seen any of that on him. I've seen a lot of that on a lot of other people, but I haven't seen any of that on him other than the fact that he was on a few of the plane records. Yeah. Which you could have been on the plane records if you were asked, you know, to attend a gala there and had nothing to do with fucking kids. Right. You could have been on that. So that's it's really hard without like having firsthand witnesses or having, you know, kids come out or or even adults come out when they were kids. It's hard to say just because somebody touched foot on that island, they fuck banged kids. Yeah. It's hard. I'm only taking it because, you know what, he was on the records, and then when they asked his uh, ex-wife, Melinda, about it, because I used to follow the Gates Foundation for years, and when they asked her about it, then she got really, basically, her reaction was um, she didn't want to talk much more about it, but it led to their demise. Other Hmm. than the other side chick that he was, uh, you know, banging on the side. That apparently had permission to bang, so. Well, went in Rome. I don't know. But. So I had another thought here the other day. And this one's, this one's tough. This one. Thought, huh? I don't even know if we have. I don't even know if we have the, the wherewithal or the time to break this idea down. Uh-oh. Honestly. Not UFOs, is it? No, it's not UFOs, but it's, it's my AI, my AI conversation. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we, everything we've always talked about. We've talked about the idea that AI could make our government accountable, the people that are in our government accountable. And if you can make the people in our government accountable, then it would basically improve the way that all of the things function because our government is set up to function properly. Yeah. It's, the, it's the, fu- the fault of human beings that fuck it up, right? Just like the Hunter Biden podcast we had two weeks ago. Are you going to suggest that we're going to have Chad BGT be elected president or who? What are you talking about? The new chat. Uh, I, th- I believe it's is it GBT. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm completely detached from chat. BDC, GBGB, whatever it's, you just said. Uh, it's literally AI that people are using versus kind of like a Google thing, but it actually calculates stuff. 
Wait, is this the one where you can actually get a direct content for you and shit? Yep. Oh, I need to look, I need to mess with this a little bit. Chat GBT, is that what I said? It's open AI. Oh, I need to mess with this a little bit. Anyways, no. That's not what I'm thinking. This Oh, okay. I mean this probably times a thousand as far as or a million as far as its its complexity. Yeah. But here's my thought. We're well off, right? We have we don't struggle to pay our bills. We don't struggle to eat. But we definitely are not like Hunter Biden million dollar a year rich, right? We're not Yeah, we don't hundred million dollar we're not a hundred million dollar a year rich, right? right? We're we're just, you know, a top percentage for our area. Mm-hmm. If we had the ability to use AI to hold human beings accountable, would it all of a sudden make the idea of communism more beneficial than capitalism? I know this is hard. I know this is hard for you. I see the look on your face. I see the look on your face. But... You talk about making communism easier to swallow? No, I'm talking about the idea of more broadly dispersed wealth. Broadly dispersed wealth? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds more like equity than... So the problem with communism, right, is it's, 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 it's the same fucked up issue that happens with any... But, the, but there's, there's less accountability than capitalism. Yeah. So the wealth is not just not just centered in the people that are smart and achieve things. It's literally at the people that control right. everything. And that's where all the wealth, uh, what's the word, like, stays. But how, right? do you, how do you get it so that the wealth stays with the people that are the achievers? For, and you know what? Guess what? If you're a piece of shit that doesn't do anything, you're, you're not going to get, there's you, no equity for you. Do you think if you design, all right, let's just what, chat GBT. Let's think of something else. Let's think, think of some, an invention that we need. An invent, what do we need? We need a cock and ball signature. A three D, a three D <laughs> printer that prints food. Okay. Oh yeah. You you invent a three D printer that prints food. Okay. Mm-hmm. You make. It's not as fun, but three hundred million dollars from this invention. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Should every generation in your family after you not have to work? That's up to me. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I've I've literally have gone through this because, you know, when you get this old, you start planning your demise and you're like, okay, what am I going to do with, you know, I have a very good life insurance policy. You know, I have, you know, wealth saved up that the questions in my mind that I was talking to with my financial planner and a couple other people are like, and I even talked to Bill Henry about this. Uh, I was asking, okay, how much you leave and I don't feel like I need to leave it in a, a chunk too how do I leave it into a trust fund and then how much what percentage of this a large percentage will go into um in our in our city there's a Madison community fund where basically they kind of do the same thing where you just don't you know you croak off and they don't take a lump sum and just give it to a an organization because you know what's going to happen 100 percent. yeah it's going to get corrupted and that money's not going to go where it should be so what this MCF does is it puts your money into a trust fund, distributes a certain amount. So it 
it's making interest, but it's also distributing certain amounts to the charities that you want it to. And the same way, you know, for, you know, I have four kids. I'm like, you know, I don't need to make them wealthy. But what if you're a selfish, what if you're a selfish egotistical person that, that wants to just make it so that your entire family doesn't have to work for the next 10, 10 generations? But the problem is it's, you know, you made that money, right? So if you're the selfish, you know, dude that doesn't want to think about this, like, ooh, I don't want to wreck my kids by just giving them, enabling them is what, you know, I was talking to these uh, financial planners about. I don't want to enable them. But if you're a dude that wants to, the problem is you earn that. How could the, a government come in and take that away from you? Because you earned it so you can make those choices. I honestly think that there's, there, there's a certain level there where that one singular family should not just be set up for the rest of the rest of history. But how do you control? That I don't, I don't know how you intervention. I don't know how you control it. That's why I, that's where the idea for the AI does AI make communism more beneficial than capitalism? Because then all of a sudden there is no, everyone, everyone that's in power is accountable and there is no, congregation of wealth amongst the people that are in power because they're held accountable and they're not able to do that. So all of the money does have to go back out to the neighborhood, like you said. So it would be basically forcing those selfish assholes to only leave a certain amount of money to their family. And the rest of it has to go back to the population to help the people, the, the, the families that need it to help build parks, to help build schools, to help, help do wherever that money needs to be. And what, what part of the, part of what brought this to my, to my, mind was we went and saw the Biltmore in 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 Asheville, oh, yeah. North That's Carolina. Right. And this, you know, eight thousand acre property, the largest residential home in the world or the largest residential home in the United States. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, yeah, this is this is this is kind of neat, but the fact that that this one guy took a hundred dollars that he got from his parents and started a ferry business and then took that and turned it into the railroads and used thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of Chinese people as basically low income slaves to build the railroad system. And he became ungodly wealthy. It's the Vanderbilts. Yeah. Right. So does that mean that his, that the, you know, if you're a relative of the Vanderbilt, you should never have to fucking work again. If your great, 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 great grandpa was the guy that did this. Now, all of a sudden you're still a fucking trust fund kid. That's, Going to college until you're 36 years old? Yeah, generational wealth. I mean, if you're going to police that, whether it's with AI or whether it's, you know, legally, it's kind of, you know, that crushes capitalism. I mean... There's no fucking way that crushes capitalism. Not if you are still able to set yourself up and still able to leave a specific amount. Let's, you know, ten times the living wage for 50 years or whatever. There's just, I, I, I realize how capitalism works. I just think that we don't have, we don't have, there is no such thing as real capitalism because mm-hmm. of the way that contracts are given, because of the way that um, regulations are put out, because of there is no just open free market. And I don't know that there should be an open free market because you would be able to come in and make some, you could make a fucking... You could make a prescription drug that isn't even real and, you know, snowball me like a snake oil salesman back in the yeah. day. And you could make a quick hundred million dollars and then leave. And that would be unregulated capitalism. 
Yeah. But what kind of keeps that under control is uh, there's competition, right? But if, if, you're, if you're looking to, to make a quick $100 million, competition doesn't matter because that, that thing blows up, right? You see it. How many, have you ever purchased something off of a social media ad that all of the reviews said it was amazing and then you get it and it's dog shit? No. Okay, so I've, I've done that. Right, a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or a pair of shorts or something where, you know, it's like... But you ever see those links? Like, I'll see something pop up and I'm like, okay, like the old adage I use is the, if it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be... It's probably not true. And I'll click on one of those links like, oh, yeah, this is a really good deal. Well, it turns out it's the product. One, it doesn't exist. And you go into Google and be like, hey, can you look up this company or this, uh, this URL? And it shows, oh, this is uh, 90% a scam. Oh, no. I mean, th- these aren't scams. These are just products the that you're being products? snowballed that they're amazing. And then they're just shit. And you find them on Amazon for like a... For like six cents? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know? And it's just... I just... I'm, I'm toying around with the idea that... And it, what does it matter? It doesn't really... It doesn't matter at all. It's just the idea that if there were some sort of a completely accountable force, because I think the benefits of capitalism over communism are its accountability. Even though there's not perfect accountability, there is accountability. Whereas communism, there, yeah. communism has zero accountability. Right. So if there's an external form of, of accountability that is not manipulatable, is, com- is capitalism still the best choice? And I don't know if it is. I think it is. I think it gives people, there is an equality of opportunity. There is a cycle of accountability like you're talking about. But you talk to anybody that's lived under a communism and the quality of life they have. But that's, you can't even compare it to that because that is unchecked communism. That's the problem. So what's checked communism? We don't know. There's never been. <laughs> I, don't there, th- there, I don't think there is. A, if, there, if there was a way, I think they would have figured it out. No, we haven't figured out any sort of oh, external. Oh, man. That that goes into this uh, argument that the oh well you know socialism socialism just wasn't done right yet. I'm like okay, well what? Well, it can't be done right. That's the problem because it's humans. Humans are infallible, and you are never going to be able to hold humans accountable until there's some sort of an external source. Yeah. So you need accountability and competition. You, you need accountability. But you're thinking of that AI. So you're gonna have everybody with an AI sidekick robot. You don't need an AI sidekick robot. That's not how AI works. Hey, I watch iRobot. Come on. Oh my god, we're so it's so much further than that. The minute <laughs> the minute that the minute that all your accounts are regulated and watched and all your spending is regulated and watched and all your conversations are regulated and watched by AI, you are accountable. You're fucked. It already is. It is, but it's not acted upon. It's sweet. Eventually they have the social credit system since we have a digital currency, right? And basically if you screw up, we'll lose a social credit and not be able to access your funds. And then people like you and I who can, who can do many different things will be the richest people around because we can help the butcher fix his car and we can, you know, help this guy do this and help this guy we'll do go, this. And we'll, we'll be we able to, now reverted we'll back be able to, to the live, wild, wild west. We'll be able to live off of a barter system and not have to worry about our social credits. Yeah, we we're not specialized insects that can only do one thing. So because of that system, it's going to revert us all the way back to the old uh, general store, and so we'll we'll revert back. It's a cycle, right? Because we're not going to have cars, because basically they're going to be shut down. No, we'll have all. We we'll wouldn't all, be able to get fuel. We'll all have Teslas. 
<laughs> Teslas will be back to horses, man. Nah, we'll all have Teslas, and it'll be powered by nuclear nuclear fission or fusion. Oh my goodness! Then we'll be driving eighty eight miles an hour going back in time. What are you even talking about? <laughs> Did you, you you your randomness to pull fucking <laughs> fictional storylines into realistic conversation? Nuclear fission. Don't you remember? Doc Brown took the food, shoved it into the. Uh, yeah, that's fission. We have fusion. Fusion is what we're oh, working fusion's on. Fusion is what we're putting in what the, we're the work- fusion, fusion, fusion is what the most recent breakthrough was on. Okay. So fusion is actually a sustainable nuclear power source. Does that fit in a DeLorean? Will it fit in a DeLorean? Yeah, they might have some tiny nuclear fusion reactors, but you don't need it because you, oh. you just charge your battery. All right. So you don't need it. <laughs> One fusion reactor will power this whole neighborhood, and you can charge oh. everything you ever need to charge. Or I'll get an Iron Man suit. That one either car, right? Dude, that'd be sweet. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Oh. I don't know if realistically you're going to be able to fly like that, though. Like, I just don't think the technology is there yet. I don't know. It's got to be close. There's got to be something. Well, I've seen a few of them, but they don't look very sustainable. Like, they don't look like I would want to just put it on and fly to work quick. Oh, are you talking about the ones where they got the uh, jet propulsion you basically got on your arms? Yeah. And they're, yeah. Yeah, they, scary, they look scary as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look like anything I'd want to actually fly in. No, you're not going to get from uh, country to country real quick in that thing. So. No, it's like a hovercraft. I've seen some sweet, but you have to. You still have to be off an airplane. Have you seen the guys that go over Dubai and they've got the jetpack fly suits? Yeah, those are awesome. But you got to come out of an airplane for them. Oh, really? Because you can't just you don't just take off from the ground and go. They drop down off of an airplane, and then it's basically a flight suit with their own jet propulsion, and they and they go, you know. They'll go miles and miles and miles. That's not just like the little thing. Oh. Yeah, the one they tested in the Navy was, uh, they did it from, I think, carrier to carrier. Yeah. But that thing just looked like you Super a sketchy. Jets. I'm like, man, if that thing goes, you're done. But like, think about where the cell phone was when it first came out. Remember the fucking brick? Yeah, hey, I had a bag. bag you had a bag phone. Yeah, for bag, sure. Man. You had to plug it into the car. I had to screw in the antenna yep. and then, uh, didn't think, get any signal. So think about where we're at now with cell phones, right? Yeah. So technology advances. Yeah. No, that's true. Well, Damn, where do we go down this rabbit hole? I don't know. We're 43 minutes in. Do we even try to get into this actual topic from today? I don't know. I think uh, this topic has got a lot. Yeah, I don't think we can even get into this topic. Y'all are going to have to wait till next week. Next week, we're going to talk about motivation and consistency. Uh, the difference between the two, what motivation is, what being consistent is, consistent is, and why one is better than the other, but they both are functional for for becoming successful and changing your life. But literally, with ten minutes left, we are not going to be able to get into that. So let's talk some more shit about Chat GPT. Have Chat you used this thing yet? GPT. I haven't used it yet, but I've heard a lot about it. Um, I mean, they're saying even if you ask. E- it depends in, in what context you ask the question. Okay. Well, it makes sense because that's, yeah. techno- that's the way code works, right? Yep. So you got to ask it, yeah, in code form, you have to be real specific. If you're real specific, it's going to work great. I mean, you, you can ask it, okay, what, is, what are likely stocks that you know, uh, Warren Buffett would, uh, would buy at this time? Oh, damn. I didn't even think about using it in that level. Right. Not you can't tell it. Oh well, what are good stocks to buy? Obviously, yeah, it's not yeah, going to tell it, you because it doesn't know what good stocks to buy are. But you but say, he, what would Warren Buffett's portfolio look like? You know, today, what are some, you know? I wonder if you could. I wonder if you could do it to the level of like, 
what stocks are likely to break out this week? I wonder if you, right? If I can calculate it, sure. What, or what's, what stocks are being talked about most, right? They would, it should be able to calculate that because I'm sure it has connection to the internet. Yeah. Anything you can lump data and it'll, yeah. Ask it a trend. It'll tell you. Cause that's, that's how BlackRock got not, not that specifically, but BlackRock got so powerful and so huge because they were using digital trading with human backup basically so a lot of companies use digital trading boxes it's basically just ifs if thens right it's it's yeah. all if then equations if if this stock goes up you know 3% in the first 7 minutes of trading and doesn't come back down then invest and when it goes up 1.5% sell it's all if thens but the way and, and they've been successful but not super successful and when one thing changes and another somebody else's black box figures out how your black box is trading it can manipulate your black box and you're fucked where BlackRock became so powerful and so and so wealthy was they had black box trading that had human a human element. So humans were putting, you know, the the black box would would suggest trades, humans would research and then and then capitalize on the trades or however the human element, but the fact that they had a human element to it is what seemed to make their trading box so popular. Hmm. Cuz they're one of the only uh, mutual fund companies to outperform the S and P for ten years in a row. Oh yeah, because the problem that most people don't understand is is mutual funds are just managed by money managers. They're just managed by by investment investment brokers. Yeah, and if you think about you, were you were you the best person in your position in the world ten years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago, six years nope. ago? If you might have been for one of those years, but then something came up in your life or you became less interested in doing it or you made enough fucking money in a year that you didn't have to be the best the next year. So there are individual mutual funds that that beat the S&P every single year, but they're not the same one. They're different every year. So BlackRock is one of the only mutual fund companies to out trade the S&P 10 years in a row. That's why most people will just invest in literally an S&P index fund. Yeah. Because the fees are one-tenth of what the fees of an actively traded mutual fund. And if you ever go through Tony Robbins' book, uh, Money Mastering the Game, that was one of the biggest things, the biggest takeaways in there is an S&P index fund will outperform individual mutual funds over time, all the time. Unless you're able to get into a BlackRock, but you have to have like $250,000 to just get into BlackRock. And that's only if they're open for investment. Yeah. So if, if you were able to actually like ask them questions like that, ask this chat, could be, then maybe you're able to like set yourself up for your day trading for the week. I mean, you know, for you guys that understand uh, doing APIs, apparently this is open AI that you can plug into, but you know how they describe it right here. I got in front of me is, this is their words. We've trained a model called ChatGPT, GPT, sorry, which interacts in a conversational way. The dialogue format makes it possible for ChatGPT to answer follow-up questions, admit its mistakes, challenge incorrect premises, and reject inappropriate requests. It's a sibling model to instruct GPT, which is trained to follow an instruction in a prompt and provide a detailed response. 
and then allows you to actually try it. <clears throat> so I believe the site is basically chat.openai.com, which blows my mind because, you know, I used to be a big user and programmer and, you know, open a source software. And now you're seeing OpenAI, which is just beyond. So it's asked me here to sign up for an account. So yeah, you sign up for an account and I think that's how you, how I've heard people have used it and literally have asked the question of like, yeah, what kind of a stocks is a Warren Buffett a Interesting. You know, I'm gonna, buying up? I'm going to mess with that thing this week, take some time and just kind of dig into it and see. I wonder if there's like a, I mean, I, I assume there's not probably a, a, a max amount of uses or something. It, once you sign up for an account, I would think that they probably, yeah. they probably have your, uh, once they got your info and see what you're searching, then they're able to market to you and get you really addicted to using it. And then they'll probably just start get you arrested charging or well, I don't know it's, if it's open AI, right? Like, like that's WordPress is open. You know, it's like so many, there's, there's some amazing things on the internet that are all completely free and, and open to use. And that is the power of the people, you know, it's, it's the, it's the same idea that, that made Bitcoin what it is, is, it is decentralizing um, technology, and that's you know. Yeah. Speaking of that, Bitcoin is uh, skyrocketing. So I bought when it hit the low. Low, low, like sixteen or whatever it hit recently. Yeah. Yeah. I bought the week that it was at its lowest, and oh. that was just like I've been watching it, and I'm like, you know what? I better do it now. Maybe it might hit lower, but it happened to be boom right when it hit the low, and it started going up. And man, it's like twenty two or twenty three now, right? Yeah, it's over 23, I believe. So did I mean, you... I'm like at 100, 180% of what I had in there. Okay. Did you see something with, do you remember a few months ago when all air travel was grounded around the United States? Yeah. Um, so what happened there is it seemed like a program that was just a pilot safety program got hacked and got taken control of. And the United States government, I believe, had to pay a large amount of Bitcoin um, to the hackers. <laughs> and that, I think, is what started the climb back up. Because yeah. it's, it's, it, people don't understand, it's all, it's, it's, it's all you know, uh, supply and demand is, is how it works. So the, the more that people are buying and using, the more the value goes up. I want to take, take a second here to plug the fact that I had a bet with a friend of ours that Bitcoin, he said Bitcoin by the end of last year would be $100,000. And I said, oh, really? you are fucking high, <laughs> not a chance. And I think we rolled over the year at like 20 grand. So I just want to plug here that I was right and he was wrong. So if you're listening to this, Chris, <laughs> I was right. You were wrong. Anyways. Yeah, I'm just basically looking at, okay, where is it going to peak again? And, you know, when do you sell some of it? So, you know, it's. Well, like you're saying, it's it's value is based on use. So between Bitcoin, a lot of people use Bitcoin yet, and Ethereum, a lot of the, your your programmers and techs use that. So I don't know. You watch the numbers, look at the history in the, you know, the past few weeks, and it's been they've been climbing. I'd be interested. I've heard people um, on Rogan's podcast and a lot of other podcasts talk about the usefulness of Bitcoin, and I just don't quite see the mainstream use benefit here yet yeah there's mainstream use benefit huge in countries where there is not the technology there is not banks there is not atms there is not debit cards there 
I 1000% see the use. So, you know, sub-Saharan Africa, you have a phone, you have your money yeah, and you can send money to the guy right next to you to pay for eggs. Yep. But you know, the, the attractiveness of it, it's decentralized, you know, currency. So it's not being controlled or inflated or affected by the government, which yet I should probably say. Yeah, and I think BlackRock just bought a ton of it too, so that might be have that has a lot yeah. to do with this this growth right now. It. So I'm not sure, you know, chart wise, what what we should expect to happen. But not that anybody listening to this really gives a shit about Bitcoin. But in case you don't understand what Bitcoin is, it's really just me saying I have this money and I'm gonna send it to you, and it is a really in-depth blockchain algorithm that sends the money to Martin and then it is decentralized. It is a, it's basically a, a mathematical computation that's done on a hundred or a thousand different computers. And then this, the answer from this mathematical computation goes to Martin's computer and it's a key, basically this long ass letters and numbers. And then that basically says Martin now has my hundred dollars that I sent. There is no hundred dollars that I sent. I never, you know, put, I had to buy this Bitcoin at some point in time or earn it. Somebody could have given it to me or bought something from me or I could have, you know, earned it from a job that I did and allowed them to pay me in Bitcoin. But and there's only so many Bitcoins that can be mined. And then as the value goes up, you're you're sending one one hundredth of a Bitcoin or one one thousandth of a Bitcoin or 14, you know, ten thousandth of a Bitcoin. And it, it all just depends on what the exchange rate is right now. And it's basically what money is right now. We have zero, um, we have zero gold backing to our currency right now. It's just an agreement that a dollar is a dollar. And that's the same thing that we're doing. We're agreeing that, you know, a Bitcoin is $22,000 right now, and I'm going to send you one-tenth, so I'm going to send you $2,000, $2,200. That's all it is. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh... a... It's something to, to definitely, before you get into it, do your research. But it's, you know, it's alive in here, just like ChatGPT, which yep. I just signed into. And? And uh, they give you a disclaimer of how they collect data. So it says, conversations may be reviewed by our AI trainers to improve our systems. And then it says, please don't share any sensitive information in your conversations with us. All right, that's fair. They're telling, I mean, it's, it's being smart. They're telling you to be smart. Yeah, systems optimized for dialogue. Let us know if a particular response was good or unhelpful. So that's probably how they keep building yep. this database. So What are you going to ask it? I don't know. It better be uh, decent so I don't get arrested tonight. Yeah, don't please don't get arrested. That examples. Be... They give you examples. Oh, they do give you examples. Okay. It says, here's, here's an example everybody can relate to, or unless you don't have kids. It says, got any cre- creative ideas for a 10-year-old's birthday? So I'll just click on that. Why not? Okay. See what it does. Here are a few creative ideas for a 10 year Do-it-yourself craft party. Invite the guests to make their own arts and crafts projects. Take home. Scavenger hunt. Plan a scavenger hunt around the house or neighborhood with clues and prizes. Movie night. Rent a projector and set up an outdoor movie theater. Fun movie on the stars. Game day. Set up a variety of games such as board games, video games, outdoor games. Whew, science party, host of science theme parties. Wow, it's got a lot of ideas. Cooking class, teach the guests how to make fun, delicious, blah, 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 adventure day, plan outdoor activities such as hiking, rock climbing, talent show, spa day, treat the guests, treat the 10-year-old guests to a spa day, facial manicures and massages. Well, if it's girls, 10-year-old girls would love that. Well, karaoke night, rent a karaoke machine, let the guests sing their hearts out. 
Wow. <clears throat> so you're ask literally it, ask it something. Ask it something that our listeners would care about. All right. <clears throat> what do you think? Um. Ask it something about the Second Amendment. Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, what was the second? What was the intention? What was that? Okay, that's a better word. What was the intention of the Second Amendment? Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was adopted on September 15, 1791 as a part of the Bill of Rights. The intention of the Second Amendment was to protect the right of the people to keep and bear arms and to maintain a well-regulated militia. Specific language of amendment states, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The Founding Fathers saw the right to bear arms as an important aspect of individual freedom and necessary safeguard against the possibility of government tyranny. Over time, the interpretation and application of the Second Amendment has been a subject of political and legal debate, with some interpreting it as strictly individual right, as others as a collective right that pertains to state-controlled militia. That's pretty fucking dead on. Well, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go, uh, what? Ooh. Stocks. Purchasing, I hope. Let's see what that was. I do not have access to current information on Warren Buffett stock purchases. However, it's worth noting that Warren Buffett is a long-term investor, and his investment strategy focuses on buying, and holding on to high-quality, well-established companies for long-term. Some of the some of the companies he's invested in include Coca-Cola, American Express, Procter and Gamble, Johnson Johnson. However, it is difficult to know exactly which stocks he is currently buying without access to his investment portfolio. It's also important to remember that past performance is not a guarantee of future results, and that investing in the stock market always carries risk. What stocks do you think will perform well this week? As an AI language model, I don't have the ability to predict future market performance or which specific stocks will perform well in the short term, such as over the course of the week. Stock market performance is network error. Network error. <laughs> it was about to give you the best stocks in the world, and then it canceled. <laughs> oh, I got to give it a new chat. It blew up that chat, so now I got to have a new chat. Oh, okay. Well, I think we get the gist of it. So, yeah, I guess you can play with that, and I don't know. It's chat.openai.com. All right. Sign up. I think that's it. I think we didn't get into anything useful today. I hope you guys really enjoyed <laughs> this podcast. This was an, an, an entertainment piece, we'll call it. And uh, next week, we'll get into the benefits of motivation and the benefits of consistency and what the differences is of the two, differences are of the two, and how to manipulate both of them to become a badass motherfucker. Make sure you watch E.T. so that you're ready for the uh, false alien invasion. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>